Hello everyone, this is Venkat Narayanan, a long-time Manchester United supporter, host of our podcast in Red, and welcome to The Stepford Angle, a show which talks about everything related to Manchester United. Today I have with me a special guest on the podcast, Shreyas. Hello bro, and welcome to the show. Well, uh, thank you, uh, thank you Venkat Narayanan, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, likewise. Um, so, today bro, um, I'd like to take a deep dive into the newest players on the block at Old Trafford, uh, named Donny Van Der Beek. This is a very exciting signing. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has managed to fly under the radar in securing the services of Donny van der Beek. So, the Netherlands international uh, who was contracted at AFC Ajax in Holland will be leaving the Eredivisie for the Premier League this forthcoming season for a fee of around 35 million which rises to 40 million in add-ons. So, since the restart after the lockdown period, um, it was very clear I think that we all have seen so many matches that uh, Manchester United needed a lot of quality in depth in multiple positions not just the midfield but the difference was glaring in midfield actually and even against Sevilla in the Europa League semi-final the Red Devils had like four midfielders on the bench and Ali did not bring in anyone so what do you think about Donny van der Beek what does he bring to this team and going forward how will he impact this thing well as i said uh, while talking about dean henderson and david ahay as well the experience in in european competitions is vital and that's what van der beek is bringing in here he's been he he was he played a pivotal role in in the champions league run he played a very important role this season especially with uh, frank de jong and uh, matias delict being sold out last season and the way he plays the attitude with which he has he plays and the work ethic he has uh, especially displayed in uh, in, the, in the european competitions these are all the the mentality that ole is trying to instill in our players mm. pressing up higher up the pitch running around uh, pressurizing the opponent players uh, and winning the ball winning the second ball third ball as much as possible these are all vital vital uh, details the, the little details which which can tilt the side from a losing to a winning side in a, in a in a few minutes itself and this is where van der beek is a is is a critical operator he's a more advanced midfielder he he is capable of playing in the number 10 of course he's been uh, he's been tasked at uh, various different positions in the midfield but he's a more out and out number 10 or a second striker playing right behind the target man or right behind uh, the 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 striker he's more of the thomas muller like uh, round round writer as they call so he looks for those small pockets of spaces he runs he 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 drags the defender with him to create extra spaces for his teammates to run into and you know uh, get latch on to those through balls coming in from Bruno from Pogba or Fred or Matic. And at 23 and with especially uh, the the experience he has in continental Europe it's a bargain at 40 million pounds. Potentially 40 million pounds. And especially with the the inflated transfer market and coronavirus situation also affecting the transfer markets. 
it's kind of a steal for for a technically intelligent player so i know that this is the dutch league but over the course of the last two seasons um van der beek has actually managed a combined 51 goals and assists and that's in 94 appearances for ajax and actually it's come from one multitude of positions actually it's come from the number 10 role and uh, even further back as a box of box midfielder so even when position slightly differently i think that van der beek can continue to contribute to goals and assists because he has played as a number 6 he has played as a number 8 and he has also played as you all know as a number 10 and it has actually positively impacted the game for ajax in multiple games i think that it is likely now that either andreas pereira or jesse lingard will definitely leave the club before the october 5 deadline i definitely don't see both of them staying at least um, so solsar has made it very clear that he wants to revamp and um, refresh the squad so i think the first um, signing that is van der beek is a good addition that carries a lot of weight and it's going to change the midfield options Uh, that we will eventually end up with the season in a very positive way so can you probably discuss with me uh, a bit more about his playing style because i think you know uh, and that you have watched more uh, of him in the recent uh, days yes definitely if you if you rewind the previous uh, netherlands match which happened a couple of days ago when he came on as a substitute he you can clearly see how uh, he plays and how intelligently he runs and brings uh, the attention of the defender along with him creating the space for quincy promise or um, any other uh, advanced playmaker or player he's he's not more of your playmaker kind but as i said he's he's the round dotter so he's more of thomas miller kind of um, uh, player where okay. he distracts the dis- defender through his intelligent runs gets on uh, those line breaking passes he he's not the one who plays the line breaking pa- passes but the guy who pockets them and who intelligently uh, diverts the ball towards the attackers who are also making the run in the pockets of spaces he vacated and he uh, dragged the defender thereby vacating such space those spaces for the uh, advanced uh, attackers like martial or greenwood or even Rashford to exploit. He he plays a little more on the flanks, but most of his his goals are coming from the box. So it clearly sees it it clearly shows how how well he he uh, plays, how well he runs around, uh, creating those pockets in and around the box to latch on to the through balls for uh, for the goals. he needs to learn a little more especially with the decision making uh, whether to shoot or whether to pass like we saw in the netherlands match he could have taken the goal himself but he chose to pass it to vinci and the pass was not there basically he had made the run he was one on one with the goalkeeper but he chose to pass instead of taking the shot himself so like you said um, one of his strengths and probably the main one is his special awareness which as you kept mentioning is similar to Thomas Muller with regards to how he manipulates space and creates opportunity for others so 
I think that's very valuable because in the final third when we get frequently congested we really need that kind of a player who can drag defenders and get uh, get some of our more important players in good spaces to convert the chances so i think van der beek is one of the best off ball defensive contributors in europe and he is also an excellent finisher uh, that's what i believe and he loves to find space in the box he is not necessarily a prolific goal scorer as that requires a more goal oriented mindset but once he is in the right zones his um, conversion is definitely fantastic um and the other strength that i wanted to talk about the one that i noticed um which i don't know how many people would have noticed is that he is a low usage player so in a way we can say he is not a ball hog so the average time before he passes after a take on is just 2.26 seconds which is very efficient and which is very helpful especially when you are in the counter attack It's, it, you don't spend a lot of time on the ball you quickly distribute it and you distribute it well that is a very important asset for a primarily counter attacking team which i think could be an apt description of us as i don't think we are essentially a good team in possession yet so there has also been a lot of talk among united fans regarding his past completion and i don't think that's a issue with van der beek like i said um due to his play style spatial awareness and efficiency he retains possession very well and uh, according to smarter scout which uh, is a very reliable outlet for um analytics uh, in football his uh, ball retention percentage in 2018 uh, was 86.13% and in 2019 was 84.03% so it's actually a very good number when you uh taken comparison that he plays for a very possession oriented team which has very few players who are good at ball retention so uh, i'd like to go in depth about his weaknesses also bro because that's not something a lot of people talk about we talk about the strengths we don't talk about the weaknesses of a player when he joins us so what are the weaknesses you see in him or what do you think is stop, will stop him from um probably making it into the starting eleven of the team or being probably a regular starter in this team uh for once um as you said uh, his ball retention position it clearly talks about the way the the mentality of the player when it comes to choosing the right passes he looks to play a little more of those safe passes uh safe one touch or or, or no one two passes uh with the player who's clearly uh in in the space and who's clearly uh unmarked so that decision making needs to be needs to be improved uh especially with respect to taking the risk of course he's he's not your uh, de bruyne or bruno fernandes or uh, hakim ziyech kind of a player he's not your playmaker as i already have stated and i would like to reiterate on that because he is the guy who creates the space for the playmakers to play the ball mm. so he's he, and the most of his assists comes from those uh, neat little one touch or two touches that he does to uh, to play the ball to the oncoming on on rushing players so that's 
this major strength as you also have stressed but of course uh, the key of him becoming a major starter for the team would be um, would be against the low block teams where you said where the the low block crowds are attack into the zone with their tall defenders especially against burnley uh, and they don't give us uh, the proper opportunity to score and we also see uh, against such teams the goalkeepers and the defenders turn out to be uh, playing like paolo maldini and uh, buffon for a small period of time yeah okay that i think you can add tottenham also this season so that's yes. yeah <laughs> currently so, with mourinho yes tottenham also come, come into that group and i believe uh, a wrong daughter of uh, van der beek's capacity will help us uh, creating such small pockets of space for our uh, much more clinical finishers to come and finish he needs to work on his finish yes that is there we could actually clearly see it in the netherlands match uh, but at 23 he has a lot of time he has a lot of he's he's got a good mentor in in uh, ole as well we know how, how good a finisher he was uh Yeah, of course, he has a lot of time to grow as grow into the role, whichever role uh, suits him as well. But for now, he looks to be in the, in the number ten operator. Yeah, I also think that he is a number ten for the most part, and like you said, he is capable of drifting vertically, like higher or even deeper. He can play anywhere behind the forward line, definitely. Can he play as a pivot? Yes. However, he becomes largely limited. Uh, because of his uh, strengths, um, half-ball roaming, picking up pockets, playing on the turn, pressing, etc., these qualities become more restricted. So he's essentially a number ten. I agree with that. So, do you think he will be a regular starter, or will he be um, more uh, used in the cup games and the occasional league games where you have to rotate? Yeah, I suspect he'll be more put to use in the cup games and, of course, in the uh, occasional league games. He'll he'll probably come off the bench in most of the games in the league uh, to give uh, Bruno a bit of rest, especially when we are in the driver's seat. Uh, I don't see him starting the big games against, say, Arsenal or uh, Chelsea, but definitely I do see him start against Burnley teams like Burnley or or. Uh, Crystal Palace, where the, you have the low block to break. Of course, Bruno is uh, an intelligent uh, playmaker who, who, whom we actually brought in to break such uh, low blocks. But he also needs a bit of uh, expertise, he, especially when when creating such pockets of space. Bruno is, is a totally different kind of a number ten, and Van der Beek brings a different, uh, totally different things to the table as well. to summarize i think that van der beek is a upper tier good player to be uh, special he excels of the ball he is a very good space creator he is a hard working midfielder yes he is not uh, a great chance creator and he is still young but i think that those are weaknesses you can um, ignore when you look at the fee that we signed him for personally i think that 40 million pounds um when you take an add on this is an excellent deal for him 
yeah especially when when you consider he is going to replace players like Jesse Lingard Jesse Lingard was yeah, brought in brought in as the rom writer he was our home grown rom writer but the problem with him was he sometimes uh, did too much with the ball he he sometimes hogged the ball for a long time as you said uh, van der beek does not hog the ball so much is his, his as soon as he receives the ball within 2 2 2.6 seconds also he he's already gotten rid of it he's already passed it to the forward line player or to another player so, such a player is very critical for us right now so to wind up who do you see leaving um, is it jesse lingard or is it andres pereira because one of them definitely has to leave van der beek is definitely good um, to you know compete with those two players and uh, i think that uh, i can see at least one of them moving if not both um, my bet is on andres pereira because i think that jesse lingard still has it in him i know he's had a very poor season he's uh, struggled personally um, he's had to take care of his uh, children after the loss of uh, his mom it's not been a good year for him he has come out publicly and explained that um is it possible for a player like jesse lingard to be given a second chance and continue for the next season or do you see him leaving um do you see andres pereira leaving your final thoughts bro on this uh, i actually see jesse lingard leaving more than andres pereira because lingard has high ambitions he has lost his place in the england squad as well and he would like that back and he would like to have more minutes under his belt so i see him leaving uh, if not as a sold player probably as a loan player pereira probably might not leave because he brings another part of his game to the squad as a holding okay. midfielder he's not so good but he started as a holding midfielder and he brings that part of his game to the table as well so i don't see uh, ole losing a versatile player in uh, andres pereira this season at least but lingard probably might uh, yeah might be the one uh, who's shown the door Thanks a lot Shreyas bro for coming on today's show. It was good to have your insights on the new kids in the block. So looking forward to the next podcast we do together. And thanks everyone for listening in. If you like this podcast do like, share and subscribe. See you soon in the next episode. Until then, goodbye.